Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host Vivi and in this episode we're talking about quitting your job and a one-way ticket and belonging. In this episode we're talking to Alexandra Koptayeva who was born in Russia and left to pursue her master degrees to Sweden and when she was 19 she moved to Greece to start working. And then, after a hike in Armenia, she realized that something was no longer fitting. And she realized it was her. She was no longer fitting in into her life, into the work that she was doing. And she decided to book a one-way ticket to Mexico and took off. She's now in her 10th country and welcome Alexandra. I'm so excited about your journey. You decided 2019 to buy a one-way ticket to Mexico. Not a lot of money in your savings account, not speaking a word of Spanish, not knowing where to go next. What led you to that decision? Good question. So what happened was that I had a stable job in Athens, in Greece, and I was helping to manage a team of 40 people. So everything seems to be perfect. Everything was fine. I had my apartment, all good. But then like, one summer in August before that, I went hiking and I was in the group of people who were very passionate about traveling, about going to the mountains, about spending the time in nature, right? And after two weeks of my vacation, I came back to work and I worked at the open space. So there were days when there were 250 people on the floor and I realized that I can't. I just can't. Because... Yeah, there were times when I started counting like literally every single minute until the end of my work shift. And after I think like even like less than two weeks like that, I talked to my manager and I made a decision to leave. What do you feel was missing in your life? What feelings were you looking for that you didn't have? I think it was a combination of my age because back then I was I think like 23, turning 24 or so. Plus... I just wanted to travel and it was my first full-time job after the university and because the way people normally study or like live in Russia is that you do your high school then the bachelor's then the master's and then you work and then you have family and that's it and I didn't want to follow this model because in that age I wasn't even sure if I want to be at the office if I want to work like that and I wanted to discover something new. How was your experience in Mexico? And I mean, now you're in Rio, but two years later, almost three years later. <laughs> three years, actually, like two days ago, I celebrated three years on the road. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, so talking about my experience, I initially started as a backpacker. And when I landed in Mexico, I think it was a bit frustrating because for me, it was the very first time in my life that I didn't have plans. I didn't understand anything about the country or the language. And I just didn't know what to do. So what it came down to was for the first two months that I actually spent in Mexico City, I was trying to find another job in Mexico. I went to different language schools or like private schools to apply as an English teacher. So I went through several interviews to get another job straight away after I quit mine, simply because I didn't know what to do. And 
what happened was that once I was actually invited to teach a lesson to children in a private school and they were about to hire me. And after 40 minutes, I lost my voice. I realized that I have zero experience in teaching. I did not enjoy it. And I didn't like Mexico City. I mean, I enjoyed my experience there, but it was such a huge city. So there was no quiet place for me. And it reminded me of my former workplace where everyone was talking nonstop. So it hit me that I am in another country. Like, why am I trying to do exactly the same that I had before? If now is my chance to do something else, like try something new. So I, back then, I was using World Packers to find places to volunteer and stay. And I found a place in um, the state of Mexico, so very nearby. And one day I just left. And after that, I think like it pushed me to start traveling more intense. So I spent the next probably like four months or so traveling every three, four days, just changing locations. And whenever I would get tired, I would find a place to volunteer, like a hostel, and spend maybe like two weeks there just to relax and then continue again. And I've done that for a while when I was young. But it's like such a beautiful experience because I really feel like you get to know yourself better. You get to see the country. You get to meet and connect with so many people. You learn so many different things that you would never learn if you were just in an office, even if you're surrounded by 250 people, which might be very knowledgeable. Yeah, <laughs> Not the same thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so as a backpacker back then, because... For me, it was literally like one day decision to resign. I used World Packers. I used Blablacar, Couchsurfing. So all these websites or like apps designed to, I guess, like help you to save money in a way. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I spent probably like less than $1,000 in six months of traveling. That is awesome. And I love that you spent so little because... So many people come there like, I can't travel because it's so expensive. I wish I could do it. I'm like, no, you can. I think it's like, you know, it's a very different lifestyle, right? So for me, because right now I'm working, so I think like I can afford more things that I couldn't afford back then. When I was backpacking, I really didn't care, for example, like where I'm going to eat, whether it's going to be a street food, like let's say tacos, or if it's going to be a restaurant. And of course, the price discrepancy between these two is quite huge for some people. And maybe it comes like this logic comes from that place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it also comes to like, what are you comfortable doing, right? Like, are you comfortable sleeping in a hostel with five or 10 or whatever, how many people else in your room? There might be someone snoring, there might be someone coming in or going out super late or super early in the morning, right? Like, what are you comfortable doing with? And then also, obviously, the country that you're in, because some countries are just more expensive than others. But it's beautiful to see that it is possible no matter how much money you have you don't have to limit your experiences depending on the money that you have available yeah definitely and i think like there are really like many best practices uh, that you can use to save the money Mm -hmm. so that you'll be able to extend your travels if you don't work or if you work you still can save money while maybe like affording something extra so, for example, some countries like Costa Rica, for me, were extremely expensive, although back then I was already working. 
And what I did was that I was cooking, let's say like five times per week. And then I would save and go out during the weekends. So these are like, you know, some small things that are still possible to do. And regardless of whether you're staying at the apartment or at the hostel, is there the kitchen? Use it. Um, How difficult or how easy was it for you to find new jobs? And actually, I know there's lots of volunteering jobs, but to actually make some money along the way, how, how did you find the process? Um, so what happened to me was that I was in Mexico when COVID had happened and I was in the position that I didn't actually have to spend any money whatsoever. So I think I was very lucky back then because I came to one of the hostels in San Cristobal uh, before traveling to Guatemala um, and I stayed there and they let me stay throughout the whole pandemic. So my accommodation and food expenses were covered by the hostel. And I think it helped me to, yeah, like sit and really think what I want to do next. And I started searching for another job, but in my head, like I thought like the only thing that I knew how to do well was what I did before in Greece, which was content moderation. And one day I just opened up work and I really love this platform. Like until now I use it every day actually. And yeah, I was, I guess, like very lucky because I came across one of the roles that I knew that I could apply and I was qualified. So I found that position and I've stayed with the company for almost two years and I grew with them, like I was promoted several times. So it helped me to, yeah, afford to travel further. And again, like what happened to me almost six months ago was that I decided to resign from that position. And I spent the past, yeah, like five months and a half searching for work, combining it with travels and trying to again, like rest, reflect and understand myself better to understand what I want to do next. And literally like two weeks ago, I landed a position that I really wanted to get. It is also in the field of trust and safety where I specialize. And now I'm a trust and safety lead. So I'm going to work for a new social media app that is called Heyday. Um, they're based in the US and they're all leading the whole department of trust and safety. That's very exciting. Speaking about getting to know yourself better, you wrote this very beautiful post about belonging and nationality. And, you know, it was very beautifully written, by the way. How would you say has your nationality of how you grew up in Russia impacted you and your travels? I think mostly in a good way in many countries here in Latin America, simply because wherever I go, and sometimes I go to very remote places, people are genuinely excited to meet someone from another country. So when they hear that I'm from Russia, there are two reactions. Right now, like there are some people who don't know where it is. So they're excited just because for them it's a new name. Um, And another reaction that I'm facing at this particular moment is people keep asking me if I I support what is happening between Russia and Ukraine. And it comes to the point that they feel bad for me that I'm here, I can go to visit my family and like all those things. But otherwise, I think like mainly people were very curious to know about the culture, about the food, about the habits, what people do. 
And sometimes I would actually prepare the Russian food uh, in some countries so that I could share the meal with other travelers. That is so sweet. I love that you come from such a like culturally rich background because I feel it really helps when we travel, we, we take a bit of our culture and of who we are with us, obviously, and that you're able to share that now with all the people that you meet along the way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to be honest, like for me, the biggest question until now is like, am I Russian or not? Simply because my family background is like my mother was born in Uzbekistan. So my grandfather is from there, which makes me like, I guess, a quarter of Uzbek. I was born in Russia, but then I left to study in 2016. And then I was working in another country. And literally since 2016, I wasn't really living there. Uh, so what I really love personally about Brazil, for example, is that here anyone can be Brazilian. Because simply like there are so many people here that have so many cultural backgrounds. So it happens to me like quite a lot when I'm outside and people start talking to me in Portuguese, uh, which for me is a perfect indicator that I blend. Yeah. And that's why whenever people ask me where I'm from, it's very hard to me, like to me personally to say that yes, I am from Russia and I'm Russian. Because I've been living right now in like by now in so many countries. So it's hard for me to define myself and put myself in this box. And I find it so important because for a lot of people that's never traveled, it's like a very foreign concept. It's like, well, but you grew up there, so you're from there. I'm like, mm, not technically, not really. doesn't always work that way. These Latin American countries are so warm and so open and so beautiful and so welcoming. And not everything is black and white. It's so beautiful to see that you blending in and you have the sense of belonging or feeling at home, at least in the moment. So is there anything you would like people in general to know about nationalities? I think probably like two questions for me would be first, like not trying to put people in the box uh, based on their country of origin or where they're coming from, because it's very easy to go to that level saying like, ah, oh, you're from there, so you must like this food or like you must do this. And for me, it's like the worst conversation that can happen because being from, let's say from Russia, in my case, doesn't mean that I necessarily drink vodka. Yeah. yeah it's like an amazing stereotype. So another question that I'm facing quite often is that, oh, your English is so well. Like, where did you learn it? Or like, I don't hear the Russian accent. And for me, I feel a bit frustrated because it's like, yeah, English is the only language or like the main language that I use to travel, to leave, to work. So of course, hopefully it's good enough for me to survive. Yeah, so I think like whenever I'm facing this type of questions and like stereotypes and put, putting people in boxes, it's hard for me to navigate these conversations without you know getting angry or annoyed or frustrated. But I do think that it's important to be open-minded when you travel because Staying at hostels or even at guest houses, we will be facing or we will be meeting so many people from so many different countries and backgrounds. So if we keep on thinking that, yes, if he or she is from there, they might be like that. It won't really lead us anywhere. 
we very much limit our experience of the person and getting to know the individual person if we're just trying to put them in the box. I see that because I live in Canada right now and I see it happen here a lot. Canada is very similar to the US. A lot of immigrants came here and now they're like, quote unquote, Canadian. But people still ask, well, where are you from? Or have a tiny bit of an accent. The first question is like, where are you from? And even if you say, oh, well, I'm Canadian. The second question is always, but well, where are you from originally? And you're like, come on, like it's an immigrant country. I am Canadian. Like, why do we, like, how far do we have to go back? I understand it's an easy conversational topic, right? It's a very easy, small talk. I'm like, hey, where are you from? It's like, I don't know what to ask you. So that's the first best question that comes to mind. But do you have any suggestions or any questions that you start conversations with? If you meet new people and you're like, hey, I don't want to ask them where they're from. What is a good way to to start a conversation or to get to know someone? I think it really depends on the groups of people that I meet. So in many cases, because these are either locals, so I can ask like, hey, which part of Brazil are you coming from? Right? Or if these are tourists, I would rather ask, ask like which countries have you visited so far around Latin America? And then we could navigate the conversation around that. Because yeah, I was in a situation when uh, in the situations when the person will directly ask questions like, "Hey, where are you coming from?" And they will start on like they will keep on pushing me to admit that yes, I am from Russia, but I have another background because they have the stereotype that Russians are blonde with blue eyes, and I'm the exact opposite. So whenever someone keeps on pushing me to admit that like yes, I am from there, but I have other background, I'm like okay the conversation is over like I don't want to talk on that level really yeah now you already know that's not the kind of person you want to hang out with definitely I mean for me like there are so many interesting topics that you can discuss with any traveler that you meet because everyone spends different time on the road they have different traveling styles different places they've stayed they visited they want to visit and I would rather discover and learn from that and see that maybe I'm missing something, like I'm missing some experience in Rio that someone else has done, but I haven't because I haven't discovered it yet. So I would rather, you know, navigate the conversation around that. Apart from that whole topic that we just talked about, what other challenges or difficulties have you been facing as a solo traveler? To be honest, I think like I was really lucky so far because it was very easy for me after Mexico to just pick up a place or like a spot on the map and travel to there. Um, mainly because in Latin America, there is a very strong machismo culture. Uh, is that people just don't understand how it is possible to travel alone and how it is possible to be on the road for so many months and to combine it with work. Because for most, I think it's still a stereotype that yes, I'm traveling right now, I'm on a vacation. And then after a month or two, I'll go back to somewhere else and I'll start working. So what I'm doing right now for some people is that I am on a vacation and for some reason I'm using my laptop to work sometimes. So I really have to explain that like, no, it's not really like that. But yeah, otherwise, I think like, because I mainly, like I don't drive, so I mainly use the bus to travel or blah, blah, car, um, like really rarely at the moment. Most of the people are really excited to see a huge like a backpack that I have 
and then they started like they will start asking and discover where I went so far and like where I'm going next what advice would you give someone that is like okay you know what I'm in a similar situation that Alexandra was three years ago I'm not really happy with my job I feel that there's more to life and I want to leave I want to buy that one-way ticket and go but I'm scared I'm worried I don't have a lot of money I don't speak the language (laughs) all the things what would you say to them I would probably recommend seeing like taking this leap of faith and trying to reevaluate what is happening in their lives to understand whether it's really worth it of staying at the job that you don't like or that might be impacting your mental health or just yeah buying one-way tickets and discovering uh, another country another culture and getting to know yourself better in the first place because I do think that right now there are so many opportunities to travel on a low budget and there are so many people around me doing that so I don't really see like yeah why not like I understand that the first the first step is very hard and maybe a bit tricky for some people but I do think that like once you do that you will really enjoy the, the travel what does living life fully mean to you Good question. I think right now, right now, I'm probably coming from the place where I have a job that I really like and I have a lifestyle that I prefer. So probably combining or trying to combine a full-time job or some employment with traveling and just continuing traveling regardless. Because for me, Brazil is my 10th country. Uh, Starting from Mexico, I have combined my travels with my work. And sometimes I had a flexible or a fixed schedule. So I've discovered that both types of of employment are possible. And it's still possible to discover the places around before work or after work or during the lunch breaks. You can find time. So yeah, I think like for me, as long as I continue traveling and as long as I can continue traveling around Latin America or maybe even towards Asia and still doing something that fulfills me, that would be a perfect time. Thank you for listening to Explore to Evolve, the travel show. And if you would like to start traveling by yourself, make sure to reach out to us because that's exactly what we do. If you enjoyed this episode or anyone else needs to listen to this episode, please share it with your friends and family, anyone who will benefit from listening to this episode and come back next week for a new episode of Explore to Evolve.